Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Thanks for joining me for the Smarter Business Moves podcast. If content marketing is part of your growth strategy, head over to my new podcast, Content Marketing School, and visit contentmarketingschoolonline.com for resources. Now let's get on with the show. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Smarter Career Moves podcast. My goal is always to inform, educate, and entertain. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Thank you so much to everyone who is joining us live and to those who will be watching this on the replay or perhaps listening to it on the podcast. So um, I'm Annette Richmond, and I'm so excited to um, have Katie Brinkley with me today. Uh, we met uh, recently. Yeah, right, here, right on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. We met on LinkedIn. And this is our first time meeting face to face, which is always so fun for me. I'm, you know, I'm so excited to meet you. And, you know, as a solopreneur, I'm so excited to also be learning from you today. And um, so for people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. All right, the Cliff Notes version. Uh, <laughs> so hello, my name is Katie Brinkley. I am the, the host of the Rocky Mountain Marketing Podcast, and I'm also a social media strategist. I've been helping small business owners, coaches, and consultants with their social media strategy for about 18 years now. Yes, um, I got started back in the days of MySpace, and it's not just because I had a MySpace page. I was actually helping bands get off of MySpace and teaching them how to network with different radio stations and helping them get their music off of MySpace and onto the radio. Oh wow, that's that's so cool! I'm just such a, a such a, a latecomer. I never was on MySpace. I don't even think I was on Facebook until I don't know, not not too long ago. So, again, I am so anxious uh, to learn from you. Um, and so we want to say hello, hello, Grant, who's watching us from Zambia. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, and someone watching us from India. So we're so excited to have you here with us. Um, so, you know, a lot of people think that having a social media presence is kind of like just posting on on platforms, right? You yeah. just put out your content, put out your content, and that's kind of like just screaming into the void, right? I mean, it's just... Yes. Um, so I know that you, you know, advocate engagement, networking, and all of that. Can you expand a little bit on kind of what that means for people who don't know what that means and and why? Yeah. And I think that that's, I love that we're starting here, Annette, because it's so true. People think that they need to, okay, well, I have to be on social media. So then they just spew out a whole bunch of the same content to every single platform. And really, you don't need to be on every single social media network out there. They all exist for different reasons. And whether it's LinkedIn, you know, there's certain ways to show up here on LinkedIn. And then there's ways that work better over on Instagram. And then there's things that work on Instagram that work really well just on Instagram and not so much on Facebook. So, I mean, you have to really focus in on where your ideal client and customer is. And then from there, 
develop your strategy so that you're not just, as you put it, screaming out into the void. So uh, I love that, you know, this is where we're starting. And the very first thing I would have to say is take a giant step back. Look at where you're getting the most engagement, the most traction, and where your where, where your ideal clients and customers are hanging out, and go all in on that one platform so that you can really uh, build the know, like, and trust, and build a consistent posting pattern. Um, there's so many content creators that are out there right now saying, you know, okay, if you want to grow, you have to post five reels a day and 13 <laughs> stories. And, you know, and it's like, good Lord, like who has time for that? I'm trying to run a business here, not be an influencer. And so the, I do think that you can have a very successful social media strategy, just posting three to four times a week, but making sure every post that you do is really connecting and identifying with your ideal clients and customers. So since, since you mentioned that, and, and I agree with you, I hear a lot of LinkedIn coaches saying, oh, you must post, you know, every day. Uh, some say post several times a day and, yeah. you know, which is, which is kind of, kind of insane. But when you're thinking about social media platforms and, you know, I, I'm on a few, but I'm not on all of them. How do you sort of choose um, you know, which one? Is it just trial and error or, or how do you do that? Well, I mean, if you think about it too, like the types of conversation conversations that you enjoy having, I mean, we'll just talk about LinkedIn because you know, okay. we're on LinkedIn right now. So okay. we're here live and people can tune in and, and watch this live. So you're checking that, that box right there of one of the ways that LinkedIn says, this is a way that you can post on our platform. There's also LinkedIn articles. So those are those long form uh, mm -hmm. articles that are, again, basically a blog post that lives on LinkedIn. That's another way that you should show up that week. And then, you know, there's the, the traditional posts in the feed. So that's three ways right there that you can show up on LinkedIn that LinkedIn wants you to do. So look at that for your, for your platform. Like, okay, are these, do I have the capacity to go live? Do I have the capacity to write an article every week? If you don't, then maybe a different platform is better for you. If you love being on camera and you really enjoy short form video, maybe Instagram or TikTok is for you. So think about the ways that you enjoy creating content and the type of clients that you have. People here on LinkedIn, we are ready to talk shop. You want to talk some business. You want to make some connections. LinkedIn is where it's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that on, on Instagram, while it does happen, it doesn't happen as quickly as it does here on LinkedIn. So figure the type of conversations that you want to be having and the type of people that you want to be connecting with if you're trying to do more you know, networking or if you're just trying to really get out that brand awareness maybe a different platform is better for you. So you really have to look in and see what your overall objective is for social media. So I have a question regarding that because, you know, I am, I'm on Instagram, but I'm not really active there. Um, obviously I'm active on LinkedIn, of course, because as it's a business platform, but I, you know, I'm also recently kind of active on TikTok and um, one of the, one of the reasons that I use it is to really kind of drive people to LinkedIn because my, you know, link tree says, you know, follow me on LinkedIn. And I get quite a bit of traffic of people follow, coming to follow me on LinkedIn. 
And I know they're not coming from LinkedIn. So I'm guessing they're coming from, you know, TikTok. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm also on Instagram. So it's got to be coming from kind of those two places. because not really anywhere else. Um, what do you think about the whole idea? And, and I know you also, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and a recent post that you did on, you know, different ways, which, you know, if you haven't read that, go to a profile and read it. Um, it's the idea of, you know, doing different content and also repurposing it. Now, I read recently uh, someone who does a lot of video talking about, you know, taking your LinkedIn, the video you create for LinkedIn and putting that also on TikTok and, you know, maybe someplace else is not repurposing. I th It's reposting. I think of it as rep repurposing content. So what what's your kind of take on that? The whole idea of, you know, repurposing um, content to different platforms. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's why, why, you know, just let it die after once. I mean, so I have a, like I said before, a podcast, which you are going mm -hmm. to be a guest on here shortly, but I mean, with that podcast, I take it and I turn it into a blog. I take out different quotes that someone has said, and I turn that into a social media graphic. I'll take it and repurpose it into my email newsletter I think that why why not just have the opportunity to give your post more life? Now, I'm going to say one thing that I also think is a, maybe a little bit more of the repurposing as opposed to just reposting with what this other creator said mm -hmm. is with this here, if you're taking just a small clip, let's say you just cut out this section right here and you take what I'm saying into a 30-second clip and you kind of add some jump movements, that's a new post. I, I do, I mean, like you've taken video, you're not uploading the entire podcast, the entire video to the platform. So mm -hmm. I think that it is a whole new post. It's a whole new way of showing up. Um, if you're just going to take the whole thing, like take this entire video and then publish it to your Facebook page. <laughs> I mean, like that's, it's a different thing. So, I mean, I, I think that repurposing is a smart way to, to create content. And I'll even have sometimes, uh, like if for real, I'll be like three of my favorite tools for da da da, you know. And with that, I'll then turn that that reel or that TikTok into a carousel post on Instagram. Um, and then sometimes, if I'm like, there's actually a little bit of meat to this, I might write a blog about it and just expand on it a little bit more. So that is a, an entire way of like repurposing from one piece of small content that you can mm -hmm. then create on all the other visuals so that you're checking again, all the boxes of how people best consume content. Okay. That, that makes, that makes sense to me. And, you know, also the idea of uh, you recommend to mix up your media and you just gave us an example of, you know, doing the long form article, which is also great for your SEO on, you know, it's great for yep. that. Um, but how do people expand on their sort of um, media? I don't know if it's capabilities or the media offerings. And I mentioned this to you before we went on air. You know, I wear black. I wear black all the time. And I, I'm kind of consistent with my posts. I do videos. I do text posts because I'm familiar with those and they are easy for me. And I'm less inclined to do like a carousel. So how do, how do people... Um, sort of get motivated to to expand and, and do different things? Well, you have to keep in mind that everyone consumes content differently. I mean, I 
I, and I, I probably am not in the majority. I'm not a huge fan of watching 15 second wormhole videos. Like it's just, it's not, it's not me. Like I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I might find one 15 second video and I'll watch that same one, like maybe 30 times if it's funny, but I mean, it's just not my way of consuming content. And so on Instagram, for example, I'm still one of those people that clicks the dot, 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 see more. I enjoy reading the captions and seeing what people have to say. So mm -hmm. you have to keep that in mind that not everyone wants, not everyone wants to watch 15 second videos. Not everyone wants to read a carousel post. Not everyone wants to see your, your stories, you know, that not everyone has the time to sit down and watch a long, you know, video, but you, you have to make sure that you're showing up for each of your followers preferred method of consuming content. So I think that taking that, that step and being like, okay, what platforms are my clients on? How do I like showing up on social media? Like, what do I have the capacity for? And then just making sure that you click three of those preferred methods of posting for that platform per week. And then yeah. that way, okay, I did the, I did the article. Okay. I did the live. All right. I did the carousel post or I did the feed post. And that way you've, you know, you've checked all the boxes. And with that week, it can all be on the same topic because as much as we like to think that all of our followers follow our every single move <laughs> on social media, they're going to miss something. So it's, it's not like you're being redundant with your, with your post if you're talking about the same topic for that whole week and just making sure to show up a different way throughout the week. Well, I, you know, I appreciate you saying that. And that is a good lesson for me. I mean, it's a very good lesson for me. And I have to tell you, I have a good friend who is, you know, huge on LinkedIn, who does not watch videos, doesn't like to, is, does not stop. And she sees the video. I'm like, oh, video. But she is not and she does not videos are just not part of her um, content creation, because it just doesn't fit for her. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so important to remember that uh, just because I like something doesn't mean that other people and the idea of addressing your different audiences is um, is really so important. So I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I, I wanted to um, ask you, because the idea of evaluating your results, which is important um, I am not, I would say, a, a particularly good business person. I don't, I'm not checking and evaluating my results the way I should be, I'm sure. So for people who, who might be watching and they they hear us talking about this, what are what are maybe three things that people can do if they want to get started to to evaluate, you know, what if what they're doing is really um, making a difference to their business? Yeah, I think that, you know, so for, for Facebook, Meta, uh, you know, so Facebook and Instagram, they do give you a lot of insights for free um, on how people are consuming your content. If you're using the LinkedIn creator mode, you get a lot of insights on your audience. Um, so, I mean, don't, don't discount what these platforms are trying to tell you. They're trying to help you out. They're trying to say, hey, this is the, these are the posts that work. These are the ones that don't, this is when your audience is online. So be sure to look into the platforms, uh, already native data and analytics. There's a platform that I really enjoy using. It's called flick.tech. Um, happy to send you a link to that, Annette, but 
so the reason I like it is because I, I definitely feel like hashtags. Yes. Those little pound signs that all of us that drive all of us nuts. Um, they, they are a great tool and when you know how to use them the right way and with flick, you can see what hashtags are working, which hashtags are dead and you get insights on those hashtags. You get insights on like, Hey, on Instagram, your audience is typically on at 3 p.m. and they really like reels on Tuesdays. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to do a reel on Tuesday at 3. You know, um, And I'm going to make sure that I use these hashtags because these are the ones that I ranked on last time. Now, that's getting kind of high level in, into the hashtag strategy, but mm -hmm. hashtags even work over on, on LinkedIn. I use a lot of hashtags for outbound um, engagement. So I will type in hashtag, you know, um, social media help or hashtag small business struggles or something like that. And I'll go into those hashtags and I'll see what people are talking about, see what the, you know, the conversations that they're having or the questions that they have. And I use that for my research on, okay, so this is something a lot of people are struggling with. I know the answer. I'll create a post on it and I'll make sure to use that hashtag. So don't discount hashtags um, and because they, they really can help you. And, and tools like third-party tools like Flick, they really can help you maximize your time on these platforms and uh, really make sure that you're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall. No, I, I, I love that. And, and I appreciate that. That, that is really um, a, a great idea. Um, I, I'd like to just step back a little bit because I, I do wanted to ask you about, you know, people, if they're struggling and they need some help, how do they evaluate that? But I just like to step back and just ask about um, engagement, which is something that we sort of talked, you know, briefly about in the beginning. So what is, you know, what do you recommend for engagement, say for people who have not been engaging or they're on LinkedIn, I don't know, a few times a week, how much time should they spend and what should they be doing in terms of this whole engagement thing? Yeah, you know, and so, so two things on this. One, this is why I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like Facebook 2014 because I can see like, oh, Annette commented on this person's post and it shows up in my feed. I absolutely love that. And that's why it's so important that you do have an outbound engagement strategy. If if you think about it, let's just take a step back here. Let's hop in the time machine, head on back to 2009 Facebook. Um, okay. And when we were on Facebook, what were we doing? We were posting to other people's walls. We weren't really leaving comments and stuff and like posting content on our pages. We were updating our statuses, but we were posting to other people's walls. And, and I actually love this feature of Facebook is the, the memories feature because like I'll have a memory and it'll say like, hey, Katie, I'm uh, going to be getting coffee with my dad in Littleton. Are you around town today? Like that's what someone said on my wall. And I'm like, that's what we were doing. We were being conversational. We were being, dare I say, social. Um, and so that's where if with all of this content and consuming that social media has turned into, don't discount how important it is to be social on these platforms. This is why you, you can get by with just posting three times a week. If you show up and engage daily, I'm not saying to engage for three hours a day on, on social media, you can do it for 15 minutes while you're laying in bed at night and just scroll through the feed. When you find those 
hashtags or these those content, that content that applies to your ideal client and customer that you can show up and give value in, it that works just as much as you know, spending two hours creating a reel or a, a video. So show up and be social on these platforms. And it doesn't need to be an all day thing. I do think that you should do it once a day. Um, mm -hmm. And it can have just as much of an impact as you actually creating a post and creating content. Yeah, I, I love that. It all really comes back to the idea of thinking of people, you know, talking about LinkedIn right now, but as, as humans, like you're on there engaging with other humans. You're not just, you know, trying to get connections or, or things like that. So, so that's, um, that, that's important to, to remember that. So, you know, having time to do all this stuff is a struggle for, you know, I'm an, I'm a solopreneur, entrepreneur, solopreneurs, like you were saying, you know, you have all these things going on, you're trying to run your business. So for somebody like that, who is looking for a firm like yours, a company like yours to help them and do this stuff. But it, it's so difficult, um, I think, when you're hiring anyone. I get that from potential clients who are talking to me, interested in maybe working with me, is how do you vet somebody? So can you give us a few things that people should look for if they are you know, thinking of, of, of hiring on someone to help them? I think that you know outsourcing your your social media is smart um, because as we've been talking about here, yeah, can you do it? Absolutely, but if you want to do it all the right way, um, it's really good to have either an admin, an assistant, or um, a, a social media agency uh, to do it for you, just so that way you's like yeah okay, now I'm showing up all the ways that I need to and it's not overwhelming and you don't just end up with a random picture of your dog in the feed, you know? <laughs> so I do think that having the a strategy around your social media is essential. Um, but because it's it's huge. I mean, like if you don't have a social media account, do you does your business exist? Um, but with that, if you are looking to have outsource your social media or if you're looking, if you want to have your, if your assistant says, hey, I can do it, um, one of the common things I hear a lot of people say is like, oh, well, I'm just going to have my niece do it because she has like 3000 TikTok followers. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> that's different. Um, because posting as a business is, should be different. And yes, anyone can post to social media, but you have to have that full strategy around it, making sure that the right hand is talking to the left hand so that, okay, well, this is what we're going to be promoting for this month. And this is how we're going to incorporate it into the newsletter and the blogs and all the things. And let's repurpose it. So you want to make sure that somebody that's coming in does understand that full digital online digital marketing life cycle. Um, so make sure you have someone in that, that knows how to do that. And, you know, with it, incorporating a, a calendar, uh, a, a scheduler that you can look at if you want to so that you can make sure that, yeah, this is everything that I want to be said under me. Um, and I would absolutely, you know, talk, make sure that you have a hashtag strategy. I know that we've, I keep talking about hashtags. They are not dead. Um, if you have a hundred thousand followers, then you probably don't need to have an elaborate hashtag strategy. But I mean, with anybody that has less than that, isn't any additional reach good reach? So 
have somewhat of a hashtag strategy in place. You don't want to just have somebody that has a bunch of templates that they could drag and drop and reuse. <laughs> I see this a lot with real estate agents. Um, yeah. They, you know, end up outsourcing their their social media, and it just ends up with like cleaning tip of the day, and that exact same post goes out to like maybe five hundred different real estate agents feeds. You know, so you want to make sure that they actually the person that's handling your social media knows you and your product and can help you stand out from the crowd. With me and all of my clients, when we onboard, we have an hour interview where I sit down, I record it, I interview them, talk to them about their business, why they started it. And I listen to the influctuations of their their voice, the certain things that they say, the passion behind certain topics that we talk about so that I can make sure that I relay that into their posts. For example, um, I have a client she is a, a home organizer and she says, right, uh, all the time. And so in her captions, we incorporate right into the caption, you know, where she's talking to people and people that way when they see her in the Instagram stories or whatever, and she's saying this, right? Well, that's definitely her. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you have somebody that can really get down the tone and the feel that your business wants to relate. No, I, I, um, I love that you said that. And I mean, that's the same, I think, in a lot of industries. In my industries, there are, you know, everyone can be a resume writer. They're selling insurance <laughs> last week and this week they're writing, you know, they're resume writers. And a lot of them have the same type of thing. They have templates and they, you know, change the information around a little bit. And, you know, there you go. And your resume looks like um, everyone else's. And um, but I, I love the idea, too, that you are so focused on, you um, you know, having your client's personality and have have it be them, their language, the way they speak. I know when I'm working on someone's LinkedIn profile, I use a lot of the the words that they give me, maybe edited a bit, but I use that in their about section. So it sounds like they wrote it and not like yeah. I wrote it. And so, you know, it, it is so important. But um, since you had mentioned uh, the idea of of the uh, of the career, I I do want to ask you about sort of your background and you, you touched on it a little bit and I, your background is kind of interesting to me that you were a reporter and producer for radio. Yep. Uh, then you were a marketing manager um, for, you know, quite a while you did marketing. And, and so this kind of, in my mind, kind of seems to blend with what you do now, the, the two things sort of together, but you know, can can you tell me a little bit about how you made you went from, you know, this radio to the marketing and to opening your own business and what was kind of the impetus behind starting your own uh, company? I, I'm fortunate, very fortunate in the fact that I was able to land my dream job right out of college. I was the post game reporter for the Denver Broncos and the Colorado Rockies. So, I mean, for the, for the uh, local radio station and I loved my job. I mean, but I mean, there's it, and this isn't why I left, but there's no secret that you don't get paid a ton um, when you're in radio. Uh, but then there, this is at the time of this thing called Sirius XM came out and everyone in the radio industry panicked, thinking this is the end of local radio. Every, who's going to want to listen to radio with ads? Nobody's going to want to do that. So a lot of people in the radio industry left for TV. Uh I was not, I had no TV experience. So I was like, well, now what am I going to do? Um, so I moved into marketing and I moved, was at corporate marketing. I was the marketing manager for the Rockies TV station. 
And I did script writing and media buys. And I also did social media. So I'd always been doing social media kind of on the side uh, since the the radio station in college when I was working with bands in MySpace. Um, it was, but because I mean, being a social media, anything really didn't exist. It was always an, in addition to, uh-huh. you know, other tasks. Um, but I mean, I had a great boss at the the TV station and um, we, we were sitting down discussing because it was benefits time. It was around this time, actually. And it was around benefits time. And she said, you know, so, you know, what things are you doing? And then her boss came in and grabbed her. And then I, she left. And so then he came and got me and then he laid me off. So our biz- our company had been acquired by a larger company. And I was just a name, a title on a sheet of paper. And so uh, they were like, yeah, you can move to Atlanta and be a marketing manager there, or uh, you can, you know, choose to be laid off. And I was like, well, I don't want to move to Atlanta. I love Denver. So I chose to be laid off, but I was devastated. And um, about a week later, I was in my boss's office and she, you know, was devastated too, because it wasn't up to her. She loved, you know, we loved working together. And she said to, and I was like, I just don't know what I'm going to do, Jen. And she said, well, Katie, the ideas that you have and the way that you approach social media are ways that we've never even thought about here. And I would just love to see you find some sort of job where you can do, where social media is all you do. And maybe you could figure out a way to get back into radio. And I left her office and I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's see if I can make this social media thing all I do. And so I started my own agency, um, my own company. I was a solopreneur for three and a half years. Now I have four employees, but um, and I started my podcast about two and a half years ago. So the podcast is kind of my way to get back into radio. And then social media is all that I do. I absolutely love my job now. And like you said, it, it's kind of a marriage between my past two jobs. And um, it's probably why I, I love coming to work every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love that. And before I was in the career field, I was a magazine writer. I don't no. get paid much money there either. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kind of um, ended up in the space I am now. It, you know, I did some I've done some recruiting and I worked vocational counselor at a nonprofit, et cetera, et cetera, which kind of led me to where I am now. But besides being an English major in college, I was also a media minor. And so we did a lot of TV and and stuff, you know, the local TV station um, back when I was in college. And so I kind of feel that when I do do these shows um, as well. But I, I I'm glad you brought up the podcast because I do want to um you know, talk to you a little bit about that. I've listened to uh, a few episodes myself and it's really engaging. I, I find your your podcast really engaging. Um, I'm excited to be joining you myself. But what was kind of, you know, the impetus? I know you said, you know, to sort of um, give back and share, get back into radio type thing. But what was the impetus? And and also like kind of how do you choose your guests and and where you're going to go with the podcast because you you podcast every week right yeah um so i i I, we have episodes that come out every tuesday i only record one day a week back when i first started you know i had my calendar wide open and one day i had six interview podcast interviews on one day and i was like no i can't do that again It's, it's hard to bring the energy for that long um but yeah so the the podcast comes out every Tuesday. I can't wait to have you on. Um, and then the the basis of the show is to bring on 
uh, I bring on three digital marketing experts that can help small business owners, you know, give them that light bulb moment of, hey, I did, actually never tried this. Um, and then I bring in one local business here in Colorado to share their entrepreneur journey and their some marketing that's worked for them because one, it's always nice to, to try and do business locally. And, and two, you never know what someone did that could end up saving another person, you know, years of heartache and struggle and, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall. So uh, that's the basis of the show. And it's, I love it. It's, a, I, I absolutely, I mean, I, I love having it come out every week and I love the conversations that I'm able to have because of having a podcast. Yeah, I, I love that too. And I think it's, um, it's kind of interesting because I have people all the time um, emailing me to pitching people to be on, on my podcast. And when I email them back and I say, well, my LinkedIn live really feeds into my con into my podcast. I never hear from them again. Mm -hmm. I, never, I never hear from them again, which I, which I find kind of interesting. Well, but I mean, like, and this is the thing too, um, there it's hit or miss, especially like with, with, with a lot of my guests too. Like there's some where like, we just create this amazing connection and, uh, you know, continue talking together and, you know, referring business together. And um, at events, we run into each other and spend time together. So, I mean, like, that's been awesome. And then there's other people where um, they, they don't ever even share the show. I'm like, no, thanks. I mean, like, I kind of gave, <laughs> I thought we had, thought we had something special here. Um, but I mean, and, and some, you know, sometimes people just, just don't do it. But I mean, like, I, I absolutely love the the long-term relationships that I try to create from having people on the show. And um, because I mean, it's, it's a world out there where there are no borders. There's no borders. We can do business with anyone. We can refer clients anywhere. And um, I absolutely love being able to have these connections with people all through this fancy dancy screen here. I know. Isn't this incredible that we can do this? It's it's absolutely um, amazing to me. So I know you said that you know you love your job and you love social media, but I do want to ask you, you know, what is the the thing that you enjoy most about what you do? Oh man, um, I mean, I, I really do love. I love talking into this microphone. Um, I, I really, I love this the the podcast side of things. Um, and I do, I like being, I like being an entrepreneur. I think that looking back, um, I was always kind of like, I feel like I was always made to be an entrepreneur, um, with the way that I grew up and, you know, I wanted to have my first job when I was 15 and I wasn't old enough to get a job. So, I mean, I was out there, you know, babysitting or I was trying to just do whatever I could to make money. And, um, so, I mean, like, I love being an entrepreneur so that I can, work. I mean, I'm, try, I'm trying not to make it sound glorious because being an entrepreneur is probably the hardest job I've ever had. Let's be real. But I mean, um, I do like that I can work from anywhere. Um, I definitely work better from my office, but I can work from anywhere. Mm -hmm. I, I do like that. Hey, I really, I want to go uh, take this client out golfing. So I'm just going to rearrange my schedule. I, I like having that ability and the capability to do that. Um, but I think that you know, it, it's not for everybody. As, as I said before, it's, it's probably the hardest work I've ever done. And, um, there are times where like, I'll wake up 
at 3.30 in the morning wondering how I'm going to get all the work done. <laughs> and then by the time I finally go back to sleep, I'm like, I should have just gotten up and done the work because I've spent <laughs> two hours. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's I, I like the flexibility and I like being able to say, this is what I want to focus on now and being able to take my business down that path. Well, well, I thank you for all of the information that you have shared. And we're a little bit, you know, kind of at the end of our time together. But before I say goodbye to you, I would like to ask you, I always like to ask people, we've talked about a lot of different things, but is there anything that I haven't asked you, we haven't talked about that you would like to share, you think is important maybe for people to, to know or might help them in some way? I, I think we touched on it a, a little bit briefly, Annette, but really spend that time engaging on social media, spend that time being social on it. it whether it's you giving a, I, I met, like I said, this is how you and I met. You commented on my post. And I was like, well, who's this person? I went down that rabbit hole and I was like, oh, look at all the great posts and value that she shares. I want to connect with her. I'd love to have her on my show. And it's all because you just left a comment on a post. So you never know what can happen by leaving an authentic valuable comment to somebody and what type of relationship that can build. It doesn't need to be your entire, you know, social media strategy to spend four hours a day commenting on LinkedIn, but show up and really give value in the feed to posts and to people that you appreciate and that you find value in. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's a great way to end this uh, broadcast. I thank you so much for everything that you shared. I know I've learned so much. I will be rewatching this myself. And um, thank you to everyone who has been here. We've had a few people in the audience and who will be watching on the replay and hearing it on my podcast. Um, I will see you back here uh, next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern and have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Smarter Career Moves podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe.